1: Hello there, I'm Molly Wood. Oh, hi, I'm Tom Merrick. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where I'm gonna read the text. Where some enchanted evening you may see a thing, you may see a thing across a crowded room, and somehow you know. You know even then that somehow you'll see it again and again. Thanks for joining us. Wow. I'm just gonna assume that was producer rich, but it was beautiful.
0: Someday, something. I, I got nothing I, else. That's all I, I got.
1: I bet there's a tune. Yeah. I bet there's a tune. Look Across at that guy. a South Pacific.
0: room.
1: Luckily, the Discord knows
0: and that it was somehow from south pacific. you know uh my sister was in the musical south pacific at greenville high school
1: <laughs> love that I guy That's how i know that song love it he got tired of watching me struggle with the weekly ad lib and was like you know what let's go south pacific i like it i like it love it producer rich coming to the rescue once again
0: bali hi <laughs> is another song from south pacific all right um <laughs> let's <laughs> is another song <laughs> let's uh let's talk about the fact that the younger people just don't have sex anymore <laughs> it's just it's over wow the human great race, human awesome race okay maybe i'm exaggerating but you know we've we've actually talked before no, about it's, it's true. you know the idea that that Dates don't have to be about, you know, getting it on and, every, you know, things are different. Sex is at a lower rate. Uh, Wall Street Journal has a story about the fact that people started during lockdown and are continuing to use dating apps like Match, Bumble and Tinder to find friends. And this isn't a wink, wink, friends. This is friends without benefits. This is like, no, I really just want someone to hang out with. I'm not I'm not going to tell you whether I'm interested in kids or not, because it doesn't matter. I just want someone, you know, to like talk about stuff, have a drink, get some coffee.
1: So I remember when these companies introduced these features. Right. And I was like, no, give me a break. No one, that's not what anyone cares about, which apparently is just me showing my Gen, Xenial, NA, Gen X in the ness because they appeared to have, I was, and then I was like, these companies just planted this as a, you know, but no, sure enough. Apparently they have, there was they have several people cited in this article. These two were like, yes, I went on Bumble BFF and like made some friends, which what? honestly, kind of why not? Cause it's hard to make friends as an adult, especially if you're not in an office, for example.
0: One Pulse did a, a survey of people aged 16 to 24 in the United States. 35% said they'd use dating apps to make platonic friends in the past 12 months.
1: Wow. That is amazing.
0: Yeah. And huh. during the lockdown makes perfect sense, right? Like, I'm not going anywhere, but I'd like, mm-hmm. you know, a friend to chat with. That's a human need, perfectly legitimate. I could see that happening, but... Uh, it's, it's continued into real life. People are getting together. There's one story in this wall street journal article about one that turned into something more, but it, but that's it. Most of them are like, no, no, it's just, just pals. Right. Uh, Often same sex, often not just all, all kinds of pals. Yeah. People who
1: relocated, for example, you could actually see this really taking off as people do continue Uh, to move Mm because everybody's quitting their job and moving to a different town and moving to a different town in the pandemic. Wow. Well, you know what? That's great. Because it, it legitimately is. In fact, I just saw an article today about how men uh are falling into like a friendship drought. Like it's not uncommon for especially men who are married to just mm. like sort of not have a lot of friends. They're like couples friends.
0: I think that's historically been true. Right. Yes. That's yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. But so they should use Bumble to find some friends. I, I wonder if it's more women doing this, especially also because yes. women are
0: like. Uh, the Wall Street Journal gross. article. It it wasn't like crazy, but it was definitely a higher percentage. Thirty nine percent of women, twenty nine percent of men. Right. In wow. In that same survey.
1: That's still not nothing.
0: Yeah. No. It not. really
1: shows you that the generational differences. You know that like Gen Z and millennials are like yeah sure. Great. I
0: attribute Let's it to My friend. Little Pony.
1: You contributed to your little pony?
0: No, I said I attribute this to my little pony.
1: Oh, that you can be
0: bronies. Friendship is magic. Oh, there you go.
1: <laughs> a whole generation. I am like, oh, because you can find other bronies on Bubble? Yeah. A
0: whole generation <laughs> has been, you could say brainwashed or taught, whatever you prefer. Oh, that that that's so is sweet.
1: Yeah. Friendship yeah. is magic. It is I'm, really important. And if that is really happening in a large scale, I am freaking delighted because that is lovely and so much better really than just kind of being like, I don't know, hopefully we'll become friends with people at work or if we have kids, then, you know, people we meet at school.
0: Make a rainbow dash for friends and you'll have a twilight sparkle of joy.
1: Look at you.
0: I had nieces over last week. Don't forget.
1: Clearly. (laughs) Clearly. clearly
0: you did. I okay, that explains at least some of that. A lot of, of ponies like, on the TV. Huh? A lot of ponies on the TV last week.
1: Tell me more. Um uh, interestingly, I I don't know that it's necessarily interesting. Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm going to start over. My thing today actually is related to we we touched on this last week and I had sort of had it in my bullpen, so I when decided your nieces to pull it up, out today. Tom,
0: they'll one aware. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I
1: literally getcha. was about to be like, speaking of girls, and I was like, nope, <laughs> reel it in. Uh, speaking in no way whatsoever of jewelry, last week we were talking about direct-to-consumer marketing and all of these, you know, small independent companies. And I was like, I'm going to spoil this somewhat because that's been happening with jewelry. Mm-hmm. But what I've particularly noticed with the the industry at large, but especially a lot of these new direct-to-consumer jewelry companies, is that they're all about being super green. Carbon neutral, even carbon negative, evidently uh, Pandora. Last year went full carbon negative.
0: The jewelry store. The company, jewelry store. Not the music service. Not the music obviously. service.
1: Yes, totally. Yep. Uh huh. Pandora, the like big jewelry chain. Um, that is known, I think, for like charms. And it, you know, this makes sense in, I guess, more ways than I would have considered before I started thinking about it for this story, which is like jewelry in particular comes from like metals. That you get out of the ground. And so you have like mining being dirty. Yeah. You have all of these emissions in the, you know, what this story refers to as like the procurement of raw emission, raw materials. Yeah. Which, right. you know, mining. Um, but then of course manufacturing, packaging, franchising, transportation, all of those things. And so a lot of these companies are now trying to go to recycled silver and gold buy from recycled sources and just use a lot less energy. And then also it's just like great marketing, right? You've got this like really pretty thing
0: and you're Uh, like, it's carbon neutral. Yeah. You're helping the environment by spending a $1,000 on this ruby ring. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Evidently, only about 15% of the world's silver supply right now comes from recycled sources.
0: Oh, yeah. We we could, so we could there's do a, lot a of, whole lot more reusing and recycling of uh, of things. There, there's yeah. plenty of room to improve there. And yep. I don't mean improve in a moralistic way. I mean, just smart, like in my Depression-era parents' way of like, why are you throwing that away? <laughs> you could do something right, with
1: that. Exactly. And there's just a ton of, like, there's a ton of jewelry that's, like, not in use. You know, I mean, there's sort of... yeah all kinds of ways to find this, but yeah, evidently. Um, and also I think that the direct to consumer thing might actually make the supply chains easier to deal with.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that I don't makes know. Sense. Glamour
1: had a piece mm-hmm. about the 13 sustainable jewelry shops that you can shop in. I mean, it seems like it really started to become a thing uh, last fall, fall of 2020. So not very long ago and has just continued to get bigger. And I can tell you it is all the ads I get on my Instagram right now. And every time I'm like, I love it.
0: Listen, folks, diamonds remove carbon from the atmosphere. Because we all know Superman can crush a piece of coal into a diamond. (laughs) So (laughs) the more diamonds you buy, the more coal Superman must crush, therefore removing it from uh, emissions.
1: I think the Superman version is probably
0: faster than the other version. That's probably true.
1: There's a company called Ether with an A E that is has attempted to create, or it says it's created, the world's first carbon negative diamonds.
0: Oh, like they they actually re- they actually are doing what I'm joking about, which yeah, is like they, they saying seem to we're be removing of... carbon from the system by turning it into a diamond.
1: I guess so. Yeah, because huh. right. they're lab grown. Atmospheric nice. collectors pull carbon dioxide straight from the sky, pulling mm-hmm. into specialized filters. The captured CO two is synthesized into usable hydrocarbon, perfect for growing diamonds.
0: And what? the energy used to do it doesn't.
1: Uh, one hopes and assumes that they are u- using renewable solar, energy. Yeah, yeah, okay,
0: yeah, all right, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. They say of the energy required from start to finish comes from renewable and low emission sources, which, go. despite their carbon neutrality, doesn't hinder the carbon negative footprint because they're Got actually it. sucking carbon out of the air. Right,
0: Genius. Right. Very genius. It's a thing. uh another thing that makes you a genius is reading. Uh and mm-hmm. uh an Uber trend that I don't know that we've touched on is the to be read list. Uh a lot a lot of people manage their to be read list, their TBR. You'll hear people talk about oh, my TBR. If you're in the bookish circles. Uh, TBR is a big deal. Oh, my, how mm-hmm. do I manage my TBR list? What what tools can I use? Uh, where do I find good stuff to put on my TBR list? How do I not have TBR guilt? Because I have all these things on my TBR list that I haven't read, especially for people who buy physical books and stack them up. And there's like TBR carts out there that people have where they're like, oh, I put, I put my TBR books on my TBR cart. It's uh, a special so cart. I, yeah, I so that I know that I haven't read them yet and I can look at them uh, to the point that for the past couple of years growing and growing and growing has been the idea of TBR games. Uh, and I heard this referenced recently on the reading glasses podcast. And I'm like, that's, that's a thing. I've heard it enough times now. That is definitely a thing. TBR games is I either want to add something to my TBR or I want to pull something off. It seems more often. It's like, I've got this cart full of TBR books uh, uh-huh. and I need to figure out how to choose what to read next, and so TBR games are all the rage. Some of them are cards. You like have a deck, and then you pull the the card, and it'll say, "Pick a fantasy book that has a bipoc uh, character in the lead." Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, prompts basically. Yeah. And there Love are it. there are wheels that you can spin. Uh, there's even a, I found a website called the TBR Machine. Dot com, which will just you know, you click on on uh, randomize, and it'll give you a TBR challenge, and try to find a book in your pile that matches the challenge.
1: This is so great! Yeah, my whole entire house is my TBR cart, so <laughs> I'm happy to know that there are solutions out here for it. But also, I had no. This is a totally new thing to me. I love the fact that there's like a name for it and a hashtag, and a that's delightful.
0: Like, I just, I just, uh, spun the TBR machine and it said read the highest rated book on your TBR.
1: Mine says read a contemporary book. Mm, mm-hmm. So then I had to look yeah. around and be like, oh
0: yeah. So the prompts are pretty general. I'm, the one I gave as an example is pro- obviously a little specific. The prompts are are usually general enough that you're likely to have a book that meets that, that criteria fits, right. on your yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Laura in the Discord asks, when will there be Inbox Zero think pieces for TBR
0: lists? Oh, they are already here, Laura. It. <laughs> Dude, just do a search. <laughs> uh, it's not called Inbox Zero. It's like managing or reducing or dealing with TBR yeah yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. are like it, like reading glasses podcast deals with this a lot uh they have people write in and like i don't want to take things off my tbr list but i don't want to read them what do i do like people are just paralyzed by like i feel guilty if i take it off the list especially if you bought it wow. right yeah
1: that's some that's a lot of thinking
0: that's yeah thinking mm-hmm. eh, might, might be over might be over Perhaps. a little bit
1: mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit Wowzer. Folks, anxiety is such a thing that turns out you can make yourself have to be anxious about just about everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's an Uber thing by now. For <laughs> sure. It
1: really, really is like, oh, my goodness. Um, This is just a cheerful, pretty thing that combines two trends that we have discussed at length on this show. LED lights, LED light strips. Yep, absolutely. And also mason jars. Right. Those two things have collided Oh, in the no. last year or so
0: a marriage of beauty the,
1: it marriage of cheerful delightful <laughs> beauty usually referred to as fairy lights in a mason jar
0: ah oh,
1: that's pretty that's it it's just so lovely it is like the simplest easiest decoration It's like it's a centerpiece. Martha Stewart has a whole project from September of last year where you can like paint glitter paint around the outside of the mason jar and then make the lids all cute and then put the lights inside. You don't even have to do that. I I walked through Ikea the other day, which sells both mason jars and LED lights, fairy lights, and they they had just littered the whole lighting section with it. (laughs) And I was like, I get it. I get it.
0: These are, the recipes, says, these, <laughs> these, are these are the recipes. I get These are the ingredients. App says
1: that they're the staple of the gas, guest bathroom. Mm. Definitely. And yeah. all, like, every time you just, when you have one, have a cheerful, like, it's perfect for an outdoor party because a lot of them are battery-operated. It's super sum, simple summer decorating.
0: Duhan says wedding decorations. Oh, Definitely. they're huge for weddings. Oh, yeah. If I was doing a huge. wedding now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, and, yep. okay, so... <laughs> Porter brings up what was in my mind yes these things run out of power fast right Mm -hmm. those their battery the fairy lights are battery powered and you're not you're not leaving the on off switch outside the jar that would ruin the effect so it's kind of a pain to turn them on and off so i'm guessing people just leave them on and then they die
1: until they die yep it's super wasteful i was actually talking like it's you know they're Let's beautiful. They're solar charger is the way to go, definitely, yeah. because the other ones are really, really wasteful. Like here's, it really is true that
0: we've just how decided we retire, LEDs are Molly. so useful. I figured it out finally. We can quit our <gasps> jobs. Oh God, tell me we start selling solar cell mason jar lids.
1: Oh, you're a genius!
0: <laughs> for your fairy light,
1: for power. your fairy light mason jar wedding decorations. The the Discord appears to be reporting that someone has already done this, but
0: are they? It's a says thing. Too late and Porter says he Googled it, but I uh, hold on. Are we? I know we're waiting for
1: confirmation. Is that mean confirmation it's
0: available? And that our
1: retirement plan has been ruined because I'm ready. Even so,
0: can we? You know, first mover advantage doesn't always mean you win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't think this wave is crested yet. We still may no. yet ride it.
1: We have brand awareness, not in the wedding space. I I'll grant you, but maybe. <laughs> All right, while people are typing, let's move on to the feedback. Feedback at itsathing.me is where you can send us your things, uh, your thing checks, thing formations. Of course, it's on Etsy. Ah, oh, biscuits.
0: Mason jar, solar light lid, color changing LED solar, Mason jar, Mason jar light, Mason jar solar light, color changing solar light. That just
1: shows us there's a market. That's right. We can
0: still do this. This is how we get our our funding round.
1: Also, I mean, dude, if they're selling variations on how to do it better, it is a super duper thing. Thing or a ding dong.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Yes.
1: Feedback. It's a thing dot me. Jeanette wrote in to help us with our pun work. Okay. Hi, Tom and Molly. <laughs> I, I mean, this I don't is know bold. If that's
0: such a good idea to encourage us, Jeanette,
1: but thank you. I know. And Tom is, you know, a bit of a king at this. Hi, Tom and Molly. Another great episode. Thank you. Can't confirm any of the things from this last week, but I couldn't help wondering if I was the only listener holding my breath, waiting to hear one of you say, be careful what you wish for.
0: <laughs> Jeanette, all we can say is do, you're right. do yeah, be you're right. careful what you wish for. Yes.
1: That was a miss. I think we can both own that. That was a miss. Jeanette, <laughs> you are right. It,
0: was it a miss or was it a an achievement was it a prompt that we well, passed yeah, by that opportunity Touché. i don't know mm-hmm. it's up to you to judge uh <laughs> rafi wrote in with a drink thing check all right this is good hello tom and molly are spicy drinks a thing here in new england i've noticed that canned drinks like culture pop soda and cocktails seem to be focusing on being spicy just starting to get out there with the lower COVID numbers so maybe spicy drinks have been around but figure i'd check been a fan since the buzz out loud days love the show thank you rafi oh my
1: goodness i remember Remember, Rafi. Mm-hmm. Um inter- I definitely have no I like a spicy drink, so I usually look for one on the menu, but you are right that they are now showing up and there might even be like two or three. Spicy tequila drinks were have been a thing. Yeah. But oh, maybe sure. it's all yeah. spreading. Yeah. I mean that makes tons of sense considering the spicy like the everything is a thing. and um mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I could see this. Uh, I, we'll keep an eye out, Rafi. It's spicy drinks, obviously not new, but they, they might be, you know, they might be making a making a a rise. Yeah, a I bet it
1: is. It makes perfect sense because everything yeah. else is spicy. So mm-hmm. the drinks, all of them might be too.
0: Yeah, Eileen's been making smoothies lately and they are spicy. You put oh. you on purpose, right? The recipe she got was, <laughs> you know, you put a little cayenne pepper in them. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Is it supposed to be good for you or she dislikes it? both
0: both uh um, yep. it's you know spinach kale mango pineapple banana and cayenne pepper
1: that sounds delicious
0: man really i good. made a smoothie yeah.
1: today for the first time in like i do not know how long
0: oh maybe smoothies are a it thing was
1: delightful i had some strawberries i needed to use up i'm trying to get more fiber
0: yeah it's a good way to do it too
1: All right. Mr. Joe Hood wrote in with some food thing findings and says, Hello, thing leaders. (laughs) I've seen three food things recently, one even out in the real world. The first two are related. I've noticed a trend of giant knives on food videos across the internet. These look like an anime artist reimagining what a chef's knife looks like with blades that are six inches tall and... And eight inches long. Here's a link to an Amazon listing of one that I had not seen, but that's hysterical.
0: This goes, uh, this goes in the drawer next to your giant scissors for cutting a ribbon.
1: I guess so, but the but the Discord is saying, mm-hmm. yep, it's a thing. These right. giant knives often show up in the second thing, scratching and kni- scraping a knife along a deep fried piece of food. To show how crispy the food is, mm-hmm. I tried to catch an audio for you, but it all sounded like a jailer's club running across prison bars. <laughs> this is, I assume, a new thing, new technique in the ASMR food world. Then Joe asks, "Is ASMR food a bigger thing?"
0: Huh? It's pretty big. It's been big for a while, though.
1: So. Yeah. All right, those are new to me, but I'm we I'm I feel like it's only gonna um. It's gonna pop up any second because my son and I have been watching lots of
0: oh ASMR shows. Food is definitely maybe we should have maybe we should have added that to the bullpen because yeah, probably that's, yeah. That's a good one.
1: And then this third thing, I feel like we did right as an episode. He says, "Finally, a real world thing." I have started mm-hmm. to see birria a bunch out in the world. Birria is a Mexican beef stew that seems to have just become a thing. Recently, slow cooked tender beef with an adobo base that they often put into tor- tortillas and fry into a crisp taco. And then he said, here's an Eater article suggesting it was the food thing 2020. I feel like we did birria. I'm, I'm pretty sure I brought that to 22nd the 22nd
0: of yep. 2021, yep. birria was Molly's thing.
1: So, Joe, you are correct. Yes.
0: and uh, you're. I assume Joe knows that. He's just confirming. Like, yep, seeing it. Seeing it in the real world, for sure. Yep.
1: Thing formation. Oh, mm-hmm. man. I got to go get some birria tacos. Sounds pretty good. I know. I might do that tonight. Because I read about a taco
0: truck that uh, Guy a friend Fieri... at the pub, but they don't have burrito tacos. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to switch it up. Maybe. Yep. All right. Our shout outs this week for the people at the top level are based on Roger Ebert's review of the film North. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I gotta
1: get some deets about the movie before we uh
0: <laughs> Yes. Tell me about the movie North. Not North, North by Northwest, just Correct. North.
1: North is a 1994 American comedy-drama-adventure film directed by Rob Reiner. The story is based on the 1984 novel North, the tale of a nine-year-old boy who becomes a free agent and travels the world in search of the perfect parents by Alan Swibel, who wrote the screenplay and has a minor role in the film. That's wow. all courtesy of Wikipedia. Nice. All right. Here we go. Uh, shout out, shout out, shout outs. I have no idea... Why Mike Aikens or anyone else wanted to make this story into a movie and close examination of the film itself is no help. Eric Duncan is one of the most unpleasant, contrived, artificial cloying experiences I've had at the movies. To call it manipulative would be inaccurate. It has an ambition to manipulate, but fails.
0: The film stars Jake Woods, who is a wonderful young actor, and if you don't believe me, watch his version of The Adventures of Lee Price. Here, he is stuck in a story that no actor, however wonderful, however young, should be punished with. He plays a kid with an inattentive Kevin Sill, who decides to go into court, free himself of him, and go on a worldwide search for a nicer Joe Hood.
1: The parents, Louis Saint Amour and Gabrielle Cohen, have provided little Eric with what looks like a million dollar house in a James C. Smith neighborhood, all on dad's salary as a pants inspector. And yes, I know that is supposed to be a fantasy, but the pants inspecting jokes are only the first of several truly awful episodes in this film.
0: Man, I can't believe Rich shipped Louis Saint Amour and Gabrielle Cohen.
1: <laughs> Man, dishy. <laughs> plot <laughs> twist
0: i know Hey-o. better than the film north would roger ebert might say were he still with us today
1: <laughs> clearly far far better uh thank you patrons for starring in this reimagining of the review of the film north and of course for supporting the show at the shout out lever level we are so grateful every single week because you're the reason that we get to do this feedback uh patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can become a member of the show
0: yes you can't spell it's a thing without you well i mean it's not literally true but you know what i mean uh you can also email us your things uh send them to us feedback at it's a thing.me. Keep me keep them coming see you next week bye